You are listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we take a closer look at each session and prepare you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Hey, Drew Dixon, back with you in our study of Isaiah. We find ourselves in session four, and this session is titled, God Reigns, and the central truth is that God controls the rise and fall of nations and powers in order to demonstrate his greatness and advance his plan for the nations. So we're going to focus on Isaiah 23, 8-18, and there's this kind of complicated story of God's, um, yeah, his hand in the midst of the rise and fall of, of various nations. And the point of all this is that God is ultimately going to demonstrate his power and his glory and his greatness. Um, God's plans will, will, will win in the end. While there are all kinds of nations and, and, and people in the world vying for power and trying to prove that they're the best. In the end, we're going to see that God is king. Um, that's the promise that we see from this passage. Um, and so I want to point out some, some features again in, in our study. We always have these, these various notes throughout, these context call-outs. Some of them are about theology. Some of them are about culture. Some of them are just about the context of the Bible. And so there's a context note on page 36, and it says, This is one of many pronouncements of judgment God gave Isaiah concerning foreign nations. So if we were to read every passage, every chapter of Isaiah, in fact, if we read Isaiah 23, um, I'm sorry, 13 through 23, we would see that um, Isaiah, God is speaking through Isaiah, and it's just promising that God's going to wreak all this judgment on all kinds of foreign nations, and even on Israel and Judah themselves, even on God's people. Um, and so these oracles about foreign nations, however, still play on previous themes. For example, many people in these nations are proud, just like the people of Judah and Israel uh, and the Assyrian king that we've looked at. So earlier prophecies affirm that God would judge some of these nations and that a godly remnant of people will come from these nations. So uh, consistent with these earlier announcements, these these oracles in Isaiah uh in Isaiah 13 through 23, promise that a remnant from many of these nations will turn from their old ways and worship God with his people. And so, in other words, while these uh, passages might seem harsh, they might seem difficult, um, I think it's important to recognize that God has good purposes, that he's working in the midst of these seemingly harsh judgments, and ultimately he's aiming to call these nations to repent from their sin. It wasn't just, hey, I'm mad at, this is what I think you want to stress to your students. God's not just like, hey, I'm mad at you guys and you're terrible. Um, God does get angry about sinfulness. He does get angry when you make decisions that dishonor him and dishonor our neighbors and, and harm uh, the people around us. Um, God's not going to sit by while we while, while people make those kinds of decisions. But even though we've made those kinds of decisions, these pronouncements of judgment from Isaiah were designed to draw people to repentance, to turn away from that and embrace him and embrace the good way of living that God intends for us. Embrace uh, a kingdom lifestyle, a lifestyle that would honor God and honor our neighbors. And so um, the ultimate purpose of these judgments was, was to call people to repent. Even Israel was meant to be, while they were God's chosen people, they were meant to be a city on a hill. They were meant to be lights unto the nations, right? That was God's design for them. That We can see this all throughout the Old Testament, that God's design for Israel was that they would point the nations to the one true God, to his goodness, to his glory, to his grace, to his justice, and to embrace life uh, with him. And of course, we know we do a terrible job of that sometimes. But the good news of the gospel is that God is inviting us to a better way. 
to a better way forward, to a better way of life, to a better way of life with an eternally secure future um, that cannot be found outside of Jesus. There's another thing I want to point you to, and that's on page 39. It's this be vulnerable note. These are opportunities for you, the leader, to connect on a personal level with students, to share something from your own walk with Christ, to share something from your own life. Sometimes it might be to share a struggle as a means of encouraging students that might be going through that. Sometimes it might be to share a victory or something good or something, some experience you've had, but just to show them how the Bible meets life and how the Bible speaks to uh, the situations that we face and that, that your students might face. And so you as someone who has a little bit more experience probably following Jesus, hey, this is an opportunity for you to share a little bit about yourself. So the Be Vulnerable note on page 39 says this, Have you ever been moved to tears over your sin? Consider sharing an example of a time when you felt the weight of your own sinful attitude or decisions. How did this realization move you to repentance? So we're talking about how God wants to move us to repentance. Share an example from your own life of, of your stu- with your students of a time when you realized an area of your life where you needed to turn away from sin and embrace God's design and embrace God's purposes for you instead of uh, living for yourself. Um, I hope this encourages you. I hope you have an encouraging time with students this week. We'll see you again next week for session five. Thank you for listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast where we equip you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or Spotify. You can also find the podcast on ministrygrid.com.